Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 476th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my amazing co-host. We've got the one and only R Sigma. I'm awake. (laughs) Aren't we all? (laughs) And we've also got the the other amazing, as always, uh, P. McGee. I am even less awake. Hello. I think we're all very tired right now. I don't think any of us slept, but <laughs> welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name that we came up with in 2007. We talk everything from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. Today is not an in-between day. Maybe it's a little bit in-between day. Uh, we'll see. And yeah, it's been it's been a good time overall. It's been a good time. Uh, I I have been procrastinating starting Players Cup. <laughs> I haven't even started Same. yet. Same. Uh, my dog got spayed, and so like you have to like take care of them when that happens. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's like a whole problem. So it's just a whole bag of worms, and she doesn't like being left alone. She's a little weenie. <laughs> uh, it's the, it's like the breed that we bought. They get nicknamed Velcro dogs because they just stick to you when they can. And so, and because she's also like puppy, because she's still, she's just, she's not even six months yet. She turns six months on the 24th. And so she just like sticks to you. She just follows you everywhere. It's absolutely like it. It's good for my wife who wanted a dog. (laughs) (laughs) She enjoys it because then the dog just like is just latched onto her. But it might be, it's a little too much sometimes because it's just like having to constantly care for a baby. But yeah, it's uh. It's a wonderful time. What have you guys been doing? What's up with you guys? Eh, not much. I've been spending the week doing trades on our TCGO account. Mm. I got all the cool cards from Vivid Voltage and Full Art, like Full Art Pikachu V. Yeah. Dude, I'm I'm super scared of TCG right now. Mostly because I'm for some reason I'm still on Furbank City on Facebook. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I shouldn't be. Because <laughs> like Every time I go on there, it's just something about a card being ridiculously expensive. And it's not even like an old card. It's like a current card. And it's just because people are scalping the sets right now. Yeah. And I, it, it's this bubble that exists right now. Somebody tried to sell a Hidden Fates box for $12,000. Oh, my God. Yeah. TCG in paper is disgusting right now. I'm, I'm kind of terrified for these things coming out this year. Uh, mm-hmm. I get terrified. I am I am genuinely worried that when it restarts, it's going to be bad it, because cards are going to be ridiculously overpriced and people aren't going to want to play 
because they can't afford the cards. It's just like I can't imagine a world outside of like a shaman deck where you or and even then, like if you were to play the most expensive deck when shaman was really big and really hot, I still think you wouldn't pay more than three hundred dollars to build that deck. Oh my god, that's still a ton of money. Uh, and yeah, but that okay. So like McGee, I don't know if you've played other TCGs. I no, I've never touched the TCG. Okay, so if you play, if you play, if you play like Yu Gi Oh or Magic, that is incredibly good value three hundred dollars oh my god yeah i was gonna say magic usually runs 400 to 500 dollars yeah. i think for a standard deck mm-hmm. uh for like that's for a standard, standard that's deck. for yeah 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 top tier standard yeah uh, modern goes like a thousand dollars let's not talk about legacy you you invest in those cards like uh, pretty heavily in pokemon it's legacy. way cheaper Oof. that's just wild to me pokemon's way cheaper I'm I'm genuinely worried that Pokemon will no longer be that value TCG, mm. um, which is upsetting. I mean, because you could just uh, back back when you play. The difference also with Pokemon a lot is that a lot of the cards that get very expensive are typically very splashable. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even if you were to buy your four Shaman back when that was the card, you would still be like that. You've paid two hundred dollars for your four Shaman, but you can build a lot of decks that require four Shaman. Mm-hmm. so then you're paying like 50 bucks supplemental to get the rest of the cards that you might need and then that doesn't include like staple trainers that at the time like ultra ball and stuff like that which you typically run like a dollar or two yeah i remember ultra ball being like a dollar oh god nowadays they're like they're cheap most yeah. cards are like 20 cents that you can find mm-hmm. that aren't rares and even the v cards were getting pretty cheap last i saw but if they aren't like full arts or other or charizard yeah charizard Pikachu's got a following now, too. I believe that. Vivid Voltage's most expensive card is Rainbow Pikachu. Or I believe Remax. that. Yeah. So. I believe that. Rainbow cards look like trash. I'm just going to say. That's a hot take. <laughs> it's not much of a hot take. But I think Rainbow cards look like trash. I think I've seen a couple images. I did mute the TCG chat, though, so I don't really know what cards look like anymore. Uh, Rainbow... So there's, like, different st- tiers of rarity for... Your V, V slash V max slash GX slash EX cards now. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at a Volcarona one. Okay. I see. So you've got like the standard one. You've got your standard issue rarity, which is just like big picture. And it's like, ooh, ah. And then you've got the (laughs) full art version, which I think the full art versions are always the coolest. Yeah. Back in Sun and Moon, they were kind of like boring. Sun and Moon, they were solid because it would just be like the solid color background. Yeah, I got kind of bored of those. I really like the way they did full arts once we hit uh, Sword and Shield. They look much better now. Mm-hmm. You know, the full arts now are just as good, I think. I think full arts now are very The dynamic cool. background does a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I got a bunch of full art Zeroods. They have, like, this weird blue and red background that looks sweet. I, I like I like full arts. I just like full arts are where it's at. And then the tier after that is is rainbow rare, which is quote-unquote secret rare, because those numbers are always the ones outside of the set numbers. Mm-hmm. It'll be like card 152 out of 140. Well, like, if a set was ever that small again. I mean, full arts are the same way, but yeah. Uh, full, are full arts treated? Yeah, full arts are the same way, right? Yeah. 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 And also, I guess in the new sets coming out, we have altered arts coming back too. Uh, They've been gone for like a year. Yeah. It's where the art is doing something else completely. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. And then, and then sometimes you get like gold cards. Yeah, gold cards are nice. Uh, you get gold but cards. They're usually reserved for legendaries mm-hmm. of that series. So. Yeah, so it'll be like Zacian and Zamzenta V. 
mm-hmm. get those. Um, but yeah, the Eternatus is coming soon. Those are your standard rarities. I think I think full arts are definitely cooler, the coolest of all of them. I agree. Uh, I like full arts better than I like rainbow rares. Rainbow rares look like hot garbage. I don't think it looks like hot garbage. It's not my favorite, but yeah, I I still think the full arts look better, and I don't understand the fascination with people getting rainbow rares other than being like, I got a rainbow rare. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like showing off your shiny guard shop, you know. It's true. Nobody really <laughs> shiny cares. Guard shop. <laughs> like that's the that's the example I use. Like guard shop, shiny guard shop. That was the most infuriating thing about Black Two when I went through all that trouble to get shiny Gibble <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> I was so excited, <laughs> and then it like I think a bite looks a little different, and then you get to guard shop, and it's just it's painful. Yeah, Gibble looks different. Gibble's Gibble's got a nice coloring. I think shiny Gibble's pretty, and then guard shop's barely any difference. That was tragic. Uh, I I hate that they let that happen. Yeah, because especially now they they absolutely custom designed shiny sprites or shiny forms now. Like it's no longer a palette swap, mm-hmm. mm. which is nice. I think that's really nice because at least they take the time to look at the Pokemon and be like, what would look good? Yeah, my favorite still to this day is probably Crab Brawler. I love Crab Brawler by the way. He's one of my favorite Gen Seven Pokemon, and I'm upset that he's still not in Sword and Shield. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's like one of the it's terrible at typing. It's fun. Oh, it's a terrible Pokemon. It's a terrible Pokemon. <laughs> so, like, like a lot of the Pokemon that I really like aren't in Sword and Shield, and it upsets me. Like, <laughs> there are a lot of Pokemon. I, because, like, if I had to make, like, a top six list, like, Thatch's Dream Party. I thought about this the other day. I'm like, what, what would Thatch's top six party look like? Well, one for Alligator's got to be there, right? So, well, that yeah. one's gone. Electivire yeah. has to be there. Finally showed up. Thank God. Um, he, he's there. I really like Yanmega. I don't care what anybody has to say. Yanmega's... Re- I enjoy Yanmega. That was one of the first ones I ever EV trained. Yanmega's sweet. I love a Yanmega. Yeah, I like Yanmega. So, I mean, this is this is all from, like, design and just, like, Thatch's nostalgia feel-good things. Mm-hmm. I really like Yanmega, not in Swish. I really like, um... Uh, who else was it? Oh, my gosh. I... There, there's, there's so many. Uh... The other thing I was thinking of my like, if I were to have to choose like a runner-up starter, I would have to say Greninja. Like, I, I'm selling out. I I really like Greninja. I do too. He, he's my favorite starter. I, I yeah. I, he's no, he's probably he's... after for Alligator my favorite starter, and he's not there, which is upsetting. It, it's just it's like just the Pokemon that I'm missing. Like, I really like Crabominable and uh, Crabrawler as well. Those are probably my favorite Gen Seven Pokemon. Those are the ones that are still missing. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Getting Crabominable was actually like really cool at the time because I yeah. didn't realize how yeah. it, I didn't realize that like I just was stuck with this crab brawler for an eternity under not being sure how it evolved. Yeah, I really like yeah. their retcons to stuff like that now though, where they would just be like, "Oh well, now you just use an ice stone and it's fine." He just has to show up in the <laughs> game. Or was he ha- was he hail or was he ice rock? That's the next. No, question. he was the mountain. I thought. Oh, he was the yeah, okay. He so was, he was. It was location. Yeah. So since it's location. Yeah, he was infuriating because you get Craballer so early and you can't do anything mm-hmm. with it until the very end. And Craballer sucks. Yeah. Not that Craballer yep. was much better, but yeah, I I still uh, like it. Design wise, I really like Craballer. I like the Craballer design. Yeah, I like it. I'm thinking more design wise. Like these are just like Pokemon Thatch likes, not not Pokemon that are good. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Pokemon that are good, I don't think I'm really missing anybody. Like I like Electivire. Electivire is not good anymore. Uh, it was <laughs> it was good for maybe a year in, in its existence. Then Team Preview happened. Yeah, I got lucky from the deal. <laughs> <laughs> the DLC was kind to me because I got Gradle and Mianchao. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, as, yeah, 
I like these are some of my favorites, and it's, it's just it's I get infuriating is the wrong word. It's it's sad that they're not around. I'm kind of hoping after we talk a little bit today, maybe we'll maybe we'll get to see them again. Yes. But uh, yeah, this is a good place to stop. We'll wrap it up here. We got some news to talk about, so we're gonna kick it on over, guys, to the news. Let's cue that epic music. <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about. A few. Um, a new Pokemon Snap trailer was released and has come with a bunch of information from the press releases. It's actually really crazy and cool. Um, so Pokemon Snap, for those of you who are unaware, is coming out April 30th. They've announced the release date, April 30th. You can now pre-order it on the eShop as well if you want to. The game is going to be 6.8 gigabytes uh, Sword and Shield without DLC was 10 gigabytes for reference. So it's not as big as Sword and Shield. I didn't expect it to be. No. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, it looks beautiful though from the trailers. Like it looks really, really, really pretty. Oh, it looks really good. It looks really, really good. I also found it really fun that they were showing off like, hey, here's a Meganium. <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the most shocking ones. They made Meganium like really hype in that. Toucanon and Pikapek and Vivalon. I like Vivalon a lot just because of the designs. Yeah, Vivalon makes a ton of sense for this game. Yeah. Like, I'm excited about Vivalon in this game. Um, Meganium looked really, really cool. There's like, a, I'm, I mean, I don't, we don't know a lot yet, but a lot of the little bits of information we're getting and the little screenshot or little, uh, images and let me let me see if i can pull up the press release. I should have, I should have done this before, but, um, yeah, we're going to the lentil region. Lentil region. Yeah. <laughs> So the name is Professor Mir, which is upsetting because how cool would it have been if you if he would have been called Professor Snap and he's just an older Todd Snap? That would have been the proper one. Okay, I think it's a missed opportunity that they messed oh, up. Extremely. Uh, Dodrio's also in this game. <laughs> well, that's fitting because like the first one you see in the originals isn't like is Doduo, right? Or maybe it's Spiro and Pitchy first or whatever it was. Yeah, the Doduo just like jumps right in front of you. Yeah. Dude, original Pokemon Snap, I still think original Pokemon Snap is a good game. It's a great four hours. It's a very good four-hour set. Four, four to six hours, I think it takes to beat mm. it all. I'm hoping that this one's a little bit meatier. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can add, like, missions and things, like, to accomplish. Like, take so many photos of, like, find all, like, whatever. Like, maybe there's, like, five different Meowth and, like, a, a route, and you have to get photos of them all or something like that. Ah, uh, the Galarin Meowth, the Sinnohan Meowth, the uh, the Alolan Meowth, the uh, the regular Meowth. Skitty <laughs> <laughs> Skitty will totally be there. Why not? Why not? Maybe Skitty will be there. Hoenian Meowth. It'll be great. I I think this is the reason to have these kinds of games. I don't know. It's very good. Yeah, it's the Lentil Region with Professor Mir. I hate that it's called Professor Mir. It has a better chance of showing up in the photo game than any other game, so. And they're going to have a photo dex. Apom's also in this game, by the way. Apom. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. It's just, like, we found all the Pokemon that were missing in Sword and Shield. They all went to Pokemon This Snap. is good. <laughs> There's also going to be, I think, I think they said you can take pictures of over 200 Pokemon, which is actually really That's cool. That's a good number. Yeah. The first game, I think, had, like, 60 Pokemon in it. 
That's like four times the number from the first game. So yeah, cool. Yeah, just over 60 Pokemon. So this one's going to have a crazy number. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if this has out like different customization for roots. Like Joe Merrick has been posting about it on Twitter because he needed to do something other than complain about Pokemon Go. When he was talking about it, he, w- he was mentioning that he saw like day night differences and he's wondering if that's the cycle that you can play with like you can go to different courses at night versus during it day during the day and you get different shots yeah you design a course once and do little changes to it based on the time of day you go yeah you can just fill it differently and i think that's 100 percent the way that from a development standpoint i would do it oh yeah it extends how much content you have it's nice i, I like it mm-hmm. i'm kind of hoping that it works with the labo camera yeah but it won't, it won't. I, I'm more upset because this game would have been way better for the Wii U than anything Oh my else. god, I, it made so much sense on the Wii U. I was, I was truly surprised it never showed up there. I mean, maybe they just gave up production for all things on the Wii U at a certain point. I was more upset when, when during an interview they asked if they were going to ever do another Pokemon staff. And they're like, we don't know what we could do differently. <laughs> um, and this game is going to be 100% the exact same game as the original Pokemon Snap, <laughs> with just uh, maybe some improved features. And the Wii U's one where you could actually play it differently, like you could just pick up the gamepad yeah. and use it as the camera. <laughs> yeah. I firmly believe that new Pokemon Snap, with that kind of control option on the Wii U, could have almost <laughs> saved the Wii U. <laughs> no, almost. I'm going to use almost. <laughs> I'm going to say almost. Did they ever get a Pokemon game on the Wii U? I don't know that they uh, did. Rumble? Oh God, Rumble! That's uh, <laughs> uh, Pokemon Rumble. You Ruby and Sapphire pinball on the Virtual Console. They did, and I bought it, and I own it, and I I played a lot of it. Actually. God, I love those games. That game is better than Explorers of Sky, but like, whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, it's the best side game. Mm, I'm not going to agree with you on that one, Sigma. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's I'm not going taste. to agree with you. It's still a really good side game. This is true. There's a lot of good games on the Wii U in general. Uh, well, no, actually, that's a lie. Never mind. The Wii U's problem was that it had no games. Yeah. Like, I, I can't I can't think of a definitive Wii U title anymore, especially now that they've all come to Switch. Uh, 3D World's looking 3D World good, was so. good, and now it's coming to Switch. <laughs> did, it, did it drop already? When does it drop? It drops very soon. If it it drops in on. a month. Is it in uh, a month? It's the twelfth next so it's month. Just a, so okay, because yeah, I was going to say I can't. I I can't even think of like uh of like a definitive Wii U title at this Nintendo point. Nintendo Land. Mm. Like I nothing nothing that makes me go. Oh man, okay, I need yeah, to go no. back to the, the Wii U to play. Yeah, that. there's yeah. there's Zelda remakes. I guess if we're unlucky, they will just give those to us on Switch next month. Hopefully, they package them together. Mike. Uh, yeah, there we go. That's Pokemon Snap. It's exciting. I'm hyped to play it. I'm going to play it. Everybody else is going to play it. I'm I'm enjoying this new trend they're doing of uh, like early year Pokemon like side game releases. I think that's a good model going forward. I really like that this came out alongside of DX. Yeah, because that came out like last March mm-hmm. or something like that. So like like the first four months of the year. I, I think this is a sentiment that I hold and I know Oshawott on the Discord server also holds is that we've really missed having video, like true video game spin-offs for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like they they haven't really been a thing since probably around the Gen 4 era. You haven't really had true video game spin-offs, especially since Pokemon Go. Yeah. Right. It's been dead since mm-hmm. Go. Like even before then, I think they had issues. I would say Pokemon Shuffle is where the beginning of the <laughs> end of spin-off games happened. Pokemon Shuffle came out, and then they just kind of went, they're like, oh, let's go with this mobile model, and then they came out with Pokemon Go. Picross was fun, though. Yeah. Picross went with a mobile-ish model, and I understand that. It's Picross. 
Well, the thing was, Picross, you eventually like, oh, yeah, yeah, spent yeah. enough to just be like, here's the game. If you spent 30 bucks, you got the game, essentially. Absolutely. They just end up charging you $30 for it if you wanted to pay for it. Yeah. Like I said, I'm happy they're doing these games again. I, I'm hopeful that if they keep doing it, they'll take a stab at something new. Because like you said, we haven't seen a new... Especially if you think about it, Mystery Dungeon came out, um, Gen 3 era. Um, Rangers died a long time ago. I really enjoyed the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Never have played a Mystery Dungeon game thoroughly. Uh, I really enjoyed DX. I finished the story. I didn't beat like I didn't yeah, like yeah. rank up or anything afterwards, but I, I beat the main story and I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I thought it was very good. And I tried playing Explorers of Sky a little bit um, just to get my feet wet with it. But the problem is like playing it on the DS just isn't the same as being able to play it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. The controls have become a little more cumbersome, especially because they're very streamlined on DX. Exactly. And so I I think I might try to buy it on Wii U and then think about it. Mm see how i feel after that just because then maybe the controls aren't as like weird the supporting characters for explorers of sky is just so much more exciting because it's really just you and like a couple of characters in the original but explorers of sky has like all these like secondary and tertiary characters you can do like these extra side quests from the main menu Mm -hmm. it's very it's very much it's it's like black and white there's just a lot you can do I appreciate those games. I, I agree with that. All right, let's move on to the next piece of news. Yeah, more original Stitch stuff is coming out. So we got Grookey, Sobble, and Scorebunny. They kind of skipped ahead a little bit because um, I think they were just getting started with Gen 3, and but they wanted to get these ones out as well mm-hmm. because relevancy. Mm-hmm. Yep. It makes me happy that they just came out with those as well. If they're just coming out with Gen 8 stuff in other places, that means that Gen 8 probably not over yet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is my number one fear this year. My number one fear is that Gen 9 happens, and I become very sad. I'd be a new record. Mm-hmm. It's never been less than three. Yeah, but they've also never done a lot of the things that they've this done. This is true. Ever since, I think, like, Gen 7, there's just no more rules. I digress. Move on to the next one, Sigma. Mm-hmm. European players who signed up for this rude giveaway via the newsletter should have gotten their codes this past week. I'm more upset that they're making you get the code in- through hoops than just, like, here's the code. <laughs> the, they, yeah. they were thoughtful uh you have till march 31st to redeem it getting the pokemon without middle steps that's something i've noticed has been happening lately as a trend like you either have to like go to gamestop and get a scratch off code or you have to go somewhere else to go get a code i i'm not a big fan yeah. of that distribution method no not at all all right so video game battling news there is none players cups happening next week we'll get some rules probably all right, Pokemon Go news, though. Uh, the Hoenian Celebration event will be happening January 19th through the 24th and will feature different various Pokemon, all be mostly common Hoenian Pokemon. Breloom, Maile, Grumpig, Spinda, and Absol in three-star raids. Bagon amongst the options for one-star raids. And there's going to be timed research for Groudon and Kyogre, and completing them will allow you to get a Rayquaza with the exclusive charge move, Hurricane. I hear you have to catch two of each. Oh, God. You have to catch two? You have to catch two Groudon and Kyogre? What? Within the week. And a completely side note, Hurricane always makes me think of the Bob Dylan song. Anytime that happens. I don't know if anybody's ever watched me stream, like, when we use Hurricane, I always sing the Bob Dylan song. (laughs) The Bob Dylan song's where it's at. I, I recommend it. Don't stop listening to this podcast right now, but after the podcast, go to your Spotify account and type in Hurricane Bob Dylan. Mm. 
Take a good listen. <laughs> All right. Uh, I forget who's purple. I think it's P. Mickey today. You get this. Get the community day. Yeah. So we've got a very exciting community day for next month. Uh, it'll be on February 7th, <laughs> and it'll be Roselia. What did uh, you say? Very exciting? <laughs> with a lot of sarcasm. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, the only interesting – the most interesting thing is if you evolve it into Roselia during the event, it actually gets two special moves in Bullet Seed and Weather Ball, and then – uh, they're doing a good thing still with time research to get Sinnoh stones because you need those for getting Roserade and then you can yeah. do some paid research as well for extra candies. Yeah. Yay. It's dumb. I think Rosalia is kind of dumb. I did hear something about them saying, oh, we heard your feedback on community day Pokemon being kind of lame. <laughs> so this is their, uh, this is them listening. Well, I'm really upset that they went <laughs> off like the beat of starters because that was a really good way to get a lot of the starters because starters are very rare and hard to find. Typically. And they're hard to catch. It's just like a real pain mm-hmm. in the butt to catch them and go through that whole process to be able to knock it out in one hour and be done with them forever. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And starters are typically some of the favorite Pokemon anyway. Yeah, it's a win-win all around. Mm-hmm. Also, I can't – I mean, I would love if they go to Gen 6 and just do Froakie because I haven't seen one yet. But I mean, they still haven't even done Gen 5 yet, so – I know. <laughs> That's upsetting. Okay. All right. And in Puckle news <laughs> – <laughs> buckle news uh we have two streaming nights make sure to stop by on uh tuesday and thursday over at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast to catch what's going on i'm on tuesdays doing an xy nuzlocke and then i'll be this coming thursday yeah thursday nights are just smorgasbord we're also doing uh this episode uh is probably the first announcement if you don't follow us on social media to learn that you can win a free copy of new pokemon snap digital copy of pokemon snap from puckle we're doing a giveaway it's over on the twitter it'll be in the show notes you do have to enter by doing some social media tasks and stuff like that but it's free entry once you do that and you can get a chance to win a digital copy of a new pokemon snap we're very excited for that also, UUTC is happening soon. We should probably do that. Once we get the rules, we'll have signups open. That's how it is. <laughs> We're waiting for the rules, and then we'll announce it. All right. And on that note, that is everything in the news. We're going to kick every- kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Thank you for that introduction, Mark. Welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. We're going to quiz both Sigma and P. McGee on their insane Pokemon knowledge today. Uh, as always, thank you to Anime Gravy for being your one-stop shop to, to for all of your nerdy needs. You can go over to AnimeGravy.com, pick up some cool anime re- or nerdy-related art, uh, and you get a 20% off discount uh, by typing in the code PokeQuiz at checkout. So definitely check that out when you get a chance. All right. So let's jump into it. Your first question this week is going to come from Sari. In the games, which generation is the only generation to not have a Pokemon Academy slash school? Hmm. In the game. So Gen 8 comes to mind. I know Gen 7 is brutal, like miserable. 
so it's obviously not Gen 7. I remember it in Gen 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember it in Gen 4 as well, but I feel like it's in Jubilife. Uh, no, that's definitely in Jubilife. There's no way it's not. Uh, uh, I don't remember it Jodo. in 5 either. I feel like Johto has one. Uh, no, because Gen, Gen 5 had Black... I mean, I don't know. The first gen was kind of like a black two white two. Was the first gen like a training school kind of? I guess it kind of was with Sharon. I I suppose it was because even outside was like a little recess area, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel like it might be Gen One. Uh, I think every all the teaching stuff was like just on a blackboard in Saladon. I don't even think it was a school. Um, what about Gen Eight? Was there one in there? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. I don't feel like I remember one in Gen 8. I, I just played that one. I've been in a lot of buildings in Gen 8, and uh, can't say I, <laughs> I don't remember a school among them. So Yeah, I can't think of one. I mean, I feel like maybe if we count remakes and stuff for Gen 1, like Let's Go and something like that, or Fire Red, Thief Green, there might be one have tossed in at some point. Maybe. Like I said, I remember everything being written on like a board in Celadon. I remember the uh, board you're talking about. and Yeah, it's uh, in the same house as Eevee, yeah. Yeah. It's weird that everything's know. taught to you so late in the game, but I I'm torn between the two. I'll default to you. I think it I think it'll be Gen Eight because right, maybe we'll we count the maybe we count the anime school. Gen <laughs> Eight <laughs> is correct. Uh, there is a Pokemon school in any, every other generation, but Generation Eight. Um, there is one in Viridian City in Kanto, uh, Violet City in Johto, huh. Rustboro City in Hoenn, Jubilee City in Sinnoh, Striton City in U- uh, and Esperta City in Udova, Santaloon City in Kalos, and Route 1 in Alola, unfortunately. Yeah, I usually <laughs> skip those. All <laughs> right. So, their next question is gonna be from Polywo. Oh, actually, it's not gonna be from Polywo. We already talked about this today. Uh, this next question is gonna be from Spike. <laughs> What is the only Pokemon able to learn more than one hit KO move, more than one one hit KO move by level up specifically? Oh no, my answer would have been Lapras. Otherwise, uh... okay. So who can learn multiple? Um, Lapras can obviously. Um, yeah, but I think something all... like Rhyperior. That's what I was wondering. And Fissure. Rhyperior some... comes to mind. Uh, the other, let's see. Does anything learn guillotine that learns something else? I don't think so. Uh, no. I, well, then if we're talking like Rhyperior, there's also things like... It might be Walrein. It might be Walrein. Walrein with like Sheer Cold and Horn Drill? No, it has... Uh, I know it, it has like Fissure and Sheer Cold, and I don't think it would be from... Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, egg move. But I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like... I, I don't know. There's a lot of options. I don't know egg moves very well, so I don't know what gets it by egg Same. move and what gets it by level up. I know Lapras gets a bunch from egg move. Uh, I think it gets two of them from egg move. Okay, then probably not Lapras. Yeah, I think it's Horn Drill and Fissure from egg move. Um, I'll trust I'm you. Need an I really have no idea. I'll go Walrein, I think. Walrein is unfortunately incorrect. You almost had it. The answer was Excadrill. Ah. Excadrill oh, learns oh, both Horn Drill and Fissure, oh. yeah. Okay, yeah. Eh. I don't think Sensible. they have too much. And much. you were right. Lapras can learn the most one-hit KO moves of any Pokemon, excluding Smeargle. Uh, but it only learns <laughs> Sheer Cold via level up, and Fissure and Horndrill come in as egg moves. Yeah. All right, so your next question is your Pokedex entry question. You can get up to two points on here, depending on how many entries I have to read you. But let's see. Our, first, our question is going to come from Kaking7201. 
Its Pokemon Moon entry reads, This Pokemon's present infests televisions and monitors with creepy shadows that bring bad luck. Who's that Pokemon? Mm. Say that again, sorry? Uh, this Pokemon's presence infests televisions and monitors with creepy shadows that bring bad luck. Who's that Pokemon? This is from Pokemon Moon. Okay. You know what's sad is I really want it to be Rotom, but I'm pretty sure I don't it think that's Rotom. Sun and Moon desk. Yeah, it wasn't it's either Rotom. Sun and Moon decks. It Despite was a, it being it a, a Pokefinder Pokemon. It, it was a that's weird. Yeah, it was a Pokefinder Pokemon, so it wasn't in either decks. Okay. Oh. Rotom seemed Rotom. almost too obvious too, considering how you first encounter it ever in Pokemon. So I didn't think mm-hmm. it was Rotom, but what? Actually, ghostly- there are there even that many ghosts that it would be. I mean, there's like the ghastly line, but I don't think it's them. Maybe it is. I mean, there's a whole thing about like Gengar. I don't know. In the shadow. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think whatever. There was an entire ghost gym leader, or there was an entire ghost elite core member, but, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like the anchor. It doesn't seem like Mimic U. It doesn't seem like Palosand. No, it doesn't uh, seem like any of the ones a, from, from Doesn't Seven. seem like Frostlass, so I think it might just be a Gengar line Pokemon. I can believe that, like a Haunter or a Ghastly or something. Like, it's not going to be the Pumpkin. It's not going to be uh, Trevenant. Trevenant, yeah. Mistress is the only other ghost that, like, maybe is worth considering, but I don't think... I'm sure I don't think that was in Moon. Pokedex entries. I don't think that was in Moon. Um, yeah. So I'm fine with the... I mean, we know the Haunter lines, or the Ghastly lines in there. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with it. Which one, though? Um, lean Haunter? I feel like Haunter is a good All one. right. Second Pokedex All entry right. time. Its Pokemon Sword entry reads, Using its psychic power, this Pokemon levitates as it sleeps, using its springy tail as a pillow. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's springy tail? It's psychic powers and springy tail. Uh, That's like Spoink, but it can't be Spoink. Spoink isn't in the game. <laughs> as I say, it can't be Spoink, but that's what it sounds like to me. Um, well, shoot. What has a springy tail? <laughs> Bounces on its tail... Uh, there's no, let's only Ghost Electric was Rotom, but it's not Rotom. Um, uh, uh, let's see. I was going to say maybe Kadabra, but I don't remember if Abra is even in Sun and Moon. I feel like, yeah, because the first thing you get is Alakazite, Alakazamite for yeah, like but you get- Z crystals or not Z crystals, mm. Megastones. Oh, maybe um, he is in the, oh yeah, he would be in the game then, wouldn't he? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know what it seems like weird about the shadow leaving. Um, but I have no idea. I'm out of ghosts. I can't think of any more ghosts that it could be. It's not a ghost at this point. I think it's yeah. not a psychic with the dark part to it. I don't know. Spirit Tomb? Or probably not Spirit Tomb. No. I don't think Spirit Tomb has a tail to bounce on. I don't think it's levitating either. <laughs> That's true. Actually, it kind of does levitate. But yeah, I don't... I'm going to need an answer. Yikes. You go for it, Sigma. I have no idea. I guess we're going Kadabra. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Did you say, what did you say? Kadabra? Kadabra. Kadabra is correct. No way. Wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> way. Uh, that is a point for you guys there, though. Uh, <laughs> that's the only bouncy tail I could think of that's not Spoink, so. Uh, that is correct. All right, your next question is your multiple choice question. Since you've gotten a question wrong, you can get up to three points here. Um, all right. So this one is going to be from Trevster. There are five answers. You get one point for the first two. You get, uh, and then you get all three points if you get all five. And mm-hmm. so, let's see. Uh, I will give you two strikes, and then you're out. So you can guess as long Sounds as you good. want. 
Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Three strikes, three yeah, strikes yeah, yeah. and you're out. Yep. That's what we're going to do. So yep. in Jenny, there are five special moves that can make contact. What are they? Uh, grass knot. Uh, grass knot is, is definitely one, one of them. Of them. Yeah. Um, that is correct. Draining kiss is another. You have to let me yeah. know if you're going to submit these, by the way. It, draining kiss, I'm submitting. I know for a fact. Uh, that is correct. That is one point for you guys so far. Um, shoot. Do we want a hint? Uh, I feel like we have a better chance at base stat, so I, I'm of agreeance. Uh, okay, so of the three you're missing, one is a grass-type move. I believe it's introduced in Generation 1. Um, one is, I I think this is a poison-type move. It was introduced in Generation 8. Um, and then the other one is a bug-type move, which I think was introduced in Generation 6. Let me double-check okay. that. Poison-type move that was very recent. Um, very, very recent. Um... Like, more recent than other poison-type moves in Generation 8. Yeah, so what Pokemon were added to the game that got new moves? Because um, it's not Corrosive Gas. That's not that's not the no. move. It's not from Isle of Armor. That's not a, that's not a special move, either. It's it was a, introduced no, in Isle of Armor, though. Oh, oh, it's Sidearm. It's, uh, oh, Shell Sidearm. Shell Sidearm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, correct. That, that is three. That is three. Um... So we got a Gen 6 bug move. Um, what bug moves are special? Introduced in Gen buzz. 6. It's not... Let me double check to Does make sure work? that this came out in Gen 6 and it didn't count earlier. It was a TM in Gen 6, if that makes you feel better. Oh, yeah. is it? Hmm. It yeah, it's a TM. It Stinger. That's physical. I already it have it in the Nuzlocke. Is it Infestation? Oh, it would be Infestation. Yep, yep, yep. Infestation is correct. And then a Gen uh, One grass. That is two. The last one is uh, a Gen One move, a grass type. Um, not so. We're not counting. Uh, we're not counting something like Vine Whip that used to be special, but now no, right? no, no, no. They're special now. Okay. Okay. Uh, um. Yes. I don't know if I can give away any more hints other than I'll give you some Pokemon yeah. that know it that learn it via level up. Venusaur <laughs> learns it via level up. Vile Plume learns a via level up. Meganium learns a via level up. There's Blossom. Oh, it is it Petal Blizzard? Oh, it would be Petal Blizzard. Is Petal Blizzard a move? It is a move. Or you're thinking um Petal Dance petal or whatever. Dance, it's Petal Dance. Yeah, the other Petal There is there is a Petal Blizzard move. It's oh, like there a, is a Petal Blizzard, but move. Petal Blizzard came physical. out in Generation 7, so it's I would a, be careful. Yeah, it's an outrage. It's a grass outrage. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's pedal dance. That is correct. <laughs> that is all three points for you guys. So you guys are Yay. up to five points today. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what we're gonna go with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Next one is your base stat question. As always, this is gonna be from Jeremy, and he wants to know what psychic type has the lowest special attack of all psychic type Pokemon. Very physical psychic type Pokemon. Um. Hmm. All right. It- Abra still would be crazy high, even as an Abra, so it's not that. Uh, uh, it might be Defense Form Deoxys. That's pretty low. Uh, Defense Form Deoxys is a good one to keep in mind. Like, that's I a 20. It's 20? Um, I think so. I thought it had a it little It does not have attacking stats. It does not have offensive stats. Uh, uh, is there a psych... Oh, oh no. Is it Dotler? Dotler... Wait, Dotler, Dotler's worse? Oh, Bullbug's not psychic. Okay, so Dotler's bad. Uh, it wouldn't be Cosmog, would it? 
I don't. I mean, Cosmo can only splash, so it doesn't really. It can have only stats. splash, so I don't know what it's. I don't know any of its stats. <laughs> uh, I don't know its. Stats. I know it's. I, just, I know its stat total isn't worse than Wishy Washy though, so it's probably got balanced stats, right? Yeah, probably. Maybe a little more in HP, but uh, I can't think of it. Because um, Cosmo might even be up there too, but I. It's 131 the, in the defense. I don't think it would be 20, so. Uh, can't think of any other bad psychic types. I feel like Deoxys is a safe bet, but I don't think it's 20s. I feel like it's higher, and I don't think it's as badly spread as, like, attack form is. But maybe I'm wrong. I just remember having, like, no damaging potential. Yeah, I mean, it seismic tosses when it attacks. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it does. Like, speed form's the one that got balanced-ish. Like, I mean, didn't go ish. below 50, I think. I, I'll trust you if you want to go to defense form. I mean, if you think it's that, I can't I, think of anything I, below I think it is. 20. So I want to find out who, what it is if it's not defense form, so. Yeah, I'm good with it. Defense form, Deoxys is your answer. It is unfortunately incorrect. The correct answer is why not? Duh. Uh, Base yeah. 23 special attack, uh, followed up by Bronzor. Oh. Uh, with base Why is Bronzor so low? Uh, both Cosmoem and Cosmog uh, have 29, and then Wobbuffet with 33. Huh. Yeah, fun fact. Uh, so that gives you guys five points today, and that does not change up the trivia score whatsoever. Um, you guys are tied for first with Whimsicott, and everybody else has yet to get on the board. Yeah. Yeah. We're just gonna... Yeah. Tune in next week for more Puckles Pokey Quiz. Until then, we're going to take a short break and then kick it on over to the topic. We will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hey, make sure you check out Puckles' giveaway for a copy of Pokemon Snap. We're giving away three of them, and if you would like some extra entries to that, use code PUCKLESNAP to get 30 extra entries to the contest. Make sure you do that. Once again, PUCKLESNAP, P-U-C-L-S-A-N-A-P, and I hope you guys win. Good luck. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is, I guess, all of the quote-unquote leaks and releases. Pokemon 25 is happening. Woo. It's an exciting time. I mean, I don't think anything that we have quote-unquote leaked is going to be confirmed to be true until probably the 20... I, I'm going to say the 26th at this point, because mm-hmm. I don't know that they're going to drop a direct on a Saturday. It's either going to be the 26th or 27th. It'll be the 27th in Japan. 26th of February, yeah, to be, be fair. 27th in Japan. Yeah, well, no, by the 27th for sure. I think the yeah. 26th is when they'll drop like their direct or whatever, their direct equivalent. And I got more hopeful when I saw that the Pokemon Snap trailer came out this week, mm-hmm. because if they're going to drop the Pokemon Snap trailer this early... They've got something else. That means else. that they, they've got something else. And hopefully it's not Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu is the biggest... Oh my gosh, that would be the biggest flop. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's literally announcing Detective Pikachu and like trying to make that the quote-unquote headliner of that direct would be such <laughs> a big misstep. <laughs> because it's literally last summer all over again with one, like, the Pokemon Mega Evolution announcement and then you see, like, the Pokemon Go logo and everybody immediately got depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like announcing like there's gonna be another direct next week and then we get <laughs> and then we get pokemon unite oh man i oh there's so many ways they could mess this up oh we might find out more about that on the 26th. Oh, we probably will like the beta has been going pretty strong i think they just started phase two of the beta or something in china right now so the beta has been happening i haven't heard if it's actually a good game or not there's a gameplay out there right now. Uh, yeah, there's some gameplay somewhere, but it's just like, 
Uh, it, I don't know. Like, I'm not a MOBA person to begin with. I'll definitely no. dabble in this one when it happens. I will legitimately, if they put it at Worlds, if they put it at Worlds, I will grind hard on it with other people because the bar will be set so low. This is true. For people to be good at that game. Yeah. It's like, it's like Pockin. Yeah, it'll be like Pockin, except realistically, I could be good at it. I wonder <laughs> what gets to Worlds first, Pokemon Go Battle League or uh, Unite? That's Ooh. a good question. I think Pokemon Go is a less exciting way to go. One because I don't think they could. I don't think they could do something like stream it very well mm-hmm. because the connectivity issues are absolutely a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of issues with Go Battle League, so I think that's a huge, huge problem that they should that they're going to need to encounter and go over before they decide like, hey, let's make this on that level. I think Unite's a very easy thing to just be like, yeah, we have PCs hooked up, let's go. It's just an esport. People have done this before, right? Mm-hmm. Not even PCs. You can play it on Switch, right? So just yeah. have here's your Switch. Play your Pokemon Unite. Or do they drop Pokemon first? Like that—that's the other question. Oh, they'll dro- they'll probably drop Pokemon. <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> and we'll uh, go Unite. I'm I'm all for it. I'll make jerseys. We'll have Puckle jerseys, and it'll be great. Team Puckle. I, I like Team it. Puckle. We'll have Puckle. We'll have Puckle jerseys. I'll do it. <laughs> it'll happen. Quote me. Like call me on it if I don't say anything. <laughs> i will absolutely do it but there were some other leaks this week that came out one being that well leaks i'm gonna put leaks in quotes very heavily the only thing that i did see was that diamond and pearl was enabled for a little bit for like a hot second they got spotted and then they did something else with it that domain was enabled there were other ones that weren't resolved such as black white pokemon dot com ruby sapphire pokemon dot com i i don't like that they call it diamond pearl dot pokemon dot com I, I wouldn't call that i don't know like if that's the evidence that they're using for hey diamond and pearl remakes are happening i, I don't want to buy it further backing it but yeah, i think there's other things that are probably backing it before that but if that is the only evidence for it I do not agree with it because they could just be setting up like a bunch of pages because it's the anniversary, 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that accidentally got clicked the wrong way because it got disabled immediately afterwards. I don't know. I take that with a grain of salt if that is their only, their only thing. This is all on from uh, Centro Pokemon Leaks on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they do have an article. They do have an article on their website about it as well. Um, it's all in Spanish. Let me put it into Google Chrome. So that I can actually translate it. Um, I use Firefox because I don't like Google trying to <laughs> steal my information. Translate to English, please. Uh, da, 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 da. They literally have nothing. They're just like they're just speaking with confidence. They say that they have uh, nearby sources that they think that they're getting it from. So I mean, so the the grain of salt. I think we were talking about this off air. Is like Centro, like they've made a big play in Generation Eight as being like one of the front runners for calling leaks. They're trying and- to be. And this is a, so they're making a very definitive call before anyone else. And so it, part of it in our consideration is that they probably just want to reassert themselves more as like the main place for leaking. And this is yes. a very easy prediction to make. There's a couple of quote unquote predictions that they've made in the past couple of months since the release of Crown Tundra that because they, they started getting a lot of traction around Crown Tundra because they were the first to data mine home to like see Calyrex's forms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing was, Home's um, update wasn't even up, out when they posted those either. Like that. So they they were the first ones to do that. So I mean, that's where they really got their traction. But there's a lot of places where you can see. I don't know. The, the description that I would call give it is they're trying very hard. <laughs> 
They are trying incredibly, incredibly hard. Uh, one of the things they did after Crown Tundra, they're just like, oh man, if you don't like what uh, Mario is doing, you won't like what what Pokemon is doing. They quote tweeted somebody else. That was the leaker, Kilios. Uh, oh, that's the other one. Okay, never mind. This They had something else, though, that was similar to that. And they ended up trying to put it on like, oh, well, we were talking about the dual pack with the DLC included with the game, blah, blah, blah. And it was like very vague. The more recent one that they did was they tried to highlight um, Scary's M. He's a data, uh, prominent data miner in the Pokemon community. And I guess just the Nintendo community in, in general. And he recently like dug up some stuff that found that may or may not be evidence for a Switch Pro coming. They made a tweet about an article like claiming that the Switch Pro was coming and Scary's M apparently contacted them and was like, whoa, 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 guys. I did not say that. <laughs> and they, they've like since made an amendment because of that. So they, they do have a history of being quote unquote bold. So that's a consideration as well. I, I would say just take that into consideration. They do like to be very bold. The one thing I did find very interesting what, uh, that's outside of like the Diamond and Pearl remake shenanigans that are going on was that at the same time another domain was activated as the Diamond and Pearl one. It's called uh, legends.pokemon.com. That got activated, and that's very cool. I don't know what that is, because it's not like a video game or anything, right? Mm -hmm. I find that very, very interesting and very, very cool, <laughs> <laughs> because I really like the idea of... Um, I, I can see it being two things, and you can disagree with me, Sigma, or P. McKee. I, I'd be interested to see if you have any thoughts on that. I think, one, it could be, hey, here's your Super Mario collection, right, uh, of Pokemon games. Here's Gens 1, 2, and maybe 3 for you to play things that worked on a single screen so we don't have to put work yet. yeah i i can only dream so much so like here's that that's very cool let's play with that i, I think it could also and probably more realistically be just like a repeat of what they did for the 20th anniversary where they dropped a mythical a month for you to go pick mm -hmm. up and yeah. I, I could see it being something like that the only problem i see with that right now is not a lot of those mythicals that they're going to want to give away are in the game <laughs> this is true i don't know shiny volcanian's kind of cool yeah, well, Volcanion's there. That's kind of cool. Uh, you, but you don't have things. You don't have the coolest one, which is Darkrai, which is still confusing to me because that is the only mythical in there that doesn't have multiple forms. Is it that cool though? Shiny was available in Go. Um. I don't care about the shiny. I care about Darkrai. I'm not talking about giving away shinies. I'm just talking about giving away the uh, giving away the Pokemon themselves. Because the last time there was a Darkrai giveaway, I believe, was in <laughs> at the 20th anniversary. Uh, probably though. Now uh, let me Go let, let me check this. Let me check this. Now I with can Go transfer, it. it's really weird. But uh, well, you can't transfer it to Go anyway. Uh, from yeah, Go can. anyway. So well, I feel like this is part of like the whole thing with why people are buying into. I, and this is why Centro is probably very confident making this prediction. Is like if we look at like a lot of the um the little bits of and pieces of things. Like we always talk about like what Pokemon are missing from the game right now. And Gen Four has some inexplicable absences, namely Darkrai and the fossils. And you're just like, why are you missing? <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. I still say that it's more likely than not that this is happening. Yes. I would definitely hedge my bets as well. Like, I'm I'm over 50%, but I'm like at 55%, right? Mostly because my trust in patterns in the Pokemon company has been completely destroyed. <laughs> I, I, that's how I feel. I still think, like, if, if they were going to do Diamond and Pearl remakes to really wring me dry of all my money. If you want to make this year great, you do, like, more DLC for Sword and Shield. Mm -hmm. just like keep that going that's gonna be a lot of fun and then you drop diamond and pearl at the end of the year 
And then in 2022, you dropped Diamond and Pearl remake DLC. So I'll be curious about that. That's the thing I'm curious about most is I can see them continuing on the DLC path with Sword and Shield because that's kind of like their um, their flagship Pokemon game for Switch, and it's going to stay that way. But Diamond and Pearl, it seemed more or less to be like a one and done, like the the base game is the whole game kind of situation. I don't know that I buy into a DLC for a remake yet. Honestly, I think there's DLC one way or the other. I, the question is, does it come for Sword of Shield or does it come for Diamond and Pearl remakes? Because I could see them just like pushing Diamond and Pearl remakes this year. And like, that's the game we get. I'm hoping it's not a November release and we could talk about that. I guess that's part of the 20th fifth anniversary that we haven't talked about, that they're going to do it month by month, starting in March, going backwards from Galar. Well, are, are, okay, is that just for the TCG, though? Because from my understanding, it's just the TCG. Uh, their website for the 25th anniversary says that that's their goal is to highlight one okay. region per month. So we just can assume from the TCG schedule that that's how it's going to work as well. Because all we know on their website is that Galar is first. I mean, I would be really hyped if they just, like, shadow dropped us a new DLC or something. And That'd be cool. I mean, but I don't... Yeah, there's no good month, I see, for that, because, uh, what is it, Snap comes out, you know, very, April. like, the last day of April, and then if we're talking, like, an October or November release for a remake, if that mm-hmm. were to happen, because that's the most likely timeline, there's... No, I mean, where, when would they throw DLC out, like, July-ish, if that was to happen? Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, I'm all for it. Mm. I don't see it happening, but I'm all for it. I don't think they're going to cannibalize each other, and I don't think Pokemon views it as such. No. They, they see it as cannibalizing their own sales or anything. Um, because they are a corporation, their their job is to get as much money out of my pocket as possible. And I can see them trying to come up with several avenues. Because, I mean, they're already coming out with several games this year, probably, right? We've got Snap yeah. already confirmed. We probably got we to take a Pikachu probably. 2 coming, unfortunately. I... <laughs> Is I Unite going to be free to play, or is that sometimes. is that um... Unite is free to play? Okay, uh, not money then. It's League of Legends. It's League of Legends. Well, I, I don't play League of Legends. You can pay either. for skins, probably. You could probably get skins. We know their skins. We've seen the skins. Uh, you probably buy the characters too when they're not in rotation, and you can yes, like that. That's how they're going to monetize it. It's fine. Yep. And, and trainer customization. Like they have, mm-hmm. they have their avenues for cust- They have their avenues to make money on that. Like they'll yes. Um, I think it's just. The idea of coming out with something and thinking, oh, it's going to cannibalize it is dumb, I think. Because I, I honestly think they'll do some kind of, like, retro game pack of some sort, since that seems to be Nintendo's hot thing right now. Mm-hmm. I would prefer that over DLC. Go like, buy go that... buy Shadow Dragon for Switch, which is terrible, by the way. Just buy Shadow Dragon for the DS or something. It's way better. I mean, you can't find it anywhere. That's part of the problem. You can buy it on the Wii U eShop. <laughs> you can. You can. Uh... Uh, buy a Wii U. <laughs> The Wii U is really good for retro games. That is what the Wii U is good for. It is. It is. Especially GBA games. Man, I miss, like, traditional virtual console. I miss it. Give us GBA games, Nintendo, on the Switch. That's all. That's... Yeah. Well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll pay extra for something like Pokemon, right? If they dropped, if they dropped gens oh, one they, through three, I would buy us it. For, they charge us for Pokemon. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. I, I would pay 60 bucks. Yeah, that would be a good mid-year release. I would kind of hope that it would be more immediate, like a March release or something like that. I mean, but then that starts I mean, to it, clash with Snap a little bit, because Snap's playing off of nostalgia. I I don't... Yeah, you just really ram the nostalgia. That's the 25th anniversary. They're going to ram nostalgia down our throat, right? Mm-hmm. But I see them spreading it out like in more months of the year rather than hitting us hard right off the bat and then going quiet uh, for a bit. I mean, they could do like one thing a month. I think they have enough garbage that they can sho- shovel out. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll be completely honest. I mean, one thing they could do is they could decide to split it up as yeah. well. It they, depends they on could, if it's a package. It could be like, hey, not, Gen right? 1 comes out in March. Hey, Gen 2 comes out in April. Stuff like that. And you can buy like a bundle pack and get them all together as they release kind of yeah, situation. Yeah. That, that's kind of how I see it. And honestly, if they really want to do it, you could you could just sell them for like 10 bucks a piece. Right. Mm-hmm. Or then you could have uh you could have two bundle versions, right? You could be like, This is this is the red bundle and this is the blue bundle. And that way you just contain one version of each game in it. And so you're still bundle. forced to trade. <laughs> the yellow bundle. Oh. The here's the yellow bundle. oh god, the yellow <laughs> bundle. No thank you. What yeah, but that's the one everyone would get. That'll be like the fourth or fifth time I've bought those games at this point. Because <laughs> Crystal and Emerald are just that good. Like uh, emerald would be worth it or crystal and emerald would be worth it i do not disagree with you like yellow is okay whatever but i would love to have emerald and like heart gold soul silver to play those would be the ones i'd want to play just to have like, i don't experience. know that heart gold soul silver i don't know if ds games are going to come i just don't think they translate well to switch i i feel like emerald's the most logical thing i would want to be able to play right now mm-hmm. uh just yeah. I agree because I don't know if oh, we're ever going to get. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to get the um, Battle Frontier again. So I'd really like to play through that. Man, I really like I really like what they were doing in Sword and Shield with the DLC because we were kind of getting different battle facilities. Mm-hmm. Each like Base Wish has your battle tower, and then you've got the battle sparring in the Isle of Armor, which is essentially a Battle Frontier facility. Yeah, yeah. that one's a cool one. I, I enjoy. And that. then you've got the Galar Star Tournament, which is again essentially a Battle Frontier facility. It's slightly more trash. Um, it, it is It is a little bit worse than, I think, the Isle of Armor one. Yeah. Uh, the only thing they're missing, literally, is just, like, here's a little badge for completing it. That's all they're missing. And mm-hmm. But I, they're kind of there. I Like, I'm in the camp where I would like to see another round of DLC, like another DLC pack for Swish. One, so you could just finish out the decks. You're done. I, I do agree with Joe Merrick. Joe Merrick is of the mind that by the end of Generation 8, all of the Pokemon will be back. Yeah, I, I agree. And obtainable in one game. And I absolutely agree with that. Or at least that that's how it should happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's a good way to put it in Swish. And I don't know. Do they want to make Swish the flagship game and keep pushing I for don't... Swish at IRL tournaments? Or are they going to force us to convert over to Diamond and Pearl remakes for another year? Which I think is just as reasonable. Yeah. At this point, I don't know. I think it'll depend on whatever the battle rules are after this next season, right? Because uh, we're expecting yeah, list again, right? But it's like, do we go to GS Cup and then we go to DP? It's not going to be GS Cup. I honestly think the GS Cup hype is coming from a lot of VGC YouTubers mm-hmm. that are trying to do predictions. And on, honestly, I would say I, I this is this is a hot take of just like the Pokemon community from myself. I would say a lot of the traditional PokeTubers are gone, minus like Birdkeeper Toby. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that the PokeTubers that are left are all very good at battling. Like, I'll say they're very good at battling, but I don't know how good they are at following the news or anything. Yeah. I would listen to Joe Merrick about that before I would listen to, like, Wolf Glick. But, like, with Generation 8, it doesn't, you don't even, they could, you wouldn't need to have a specific game to play online. Like, it could be either game the way they've been adding Pokemon. In yeah, yeah, no, that's what, that's kind of what I'm hoping. It depends on if the mechanics are the same, though. Yeah. Like, if they put, if they replaced... If they replace Dynamax with Mega in like Diamond and Pearl remake, right? Yeah. And you'd have to play Diamond and Pearl, and that's what they'd go to, like if that's what they did. So I could see Mega Evolution coming to Sword and Shield as well. Yeah, I don't see it if that being were the case. I think they've been very careful not to be restrictive of what Pokemon are and what versions yeah. of the game so far. So I, if they were to implement Megas, I feel like they would just have a little pl- like a NPC you could go buy them from in in Sword and Shield, and that's that. 
and then that way everything is usable. No, even then they could still force you to just like you can only get access to them if you had the Diamond and Pearl remakes. Kind of like the same idea of you can only get access to these Pokemon in Sword and Shield, other than transferring yeah. them in. Mm-hmm. They from by doing by trading with uh, by having Isle of Armor and stuff like that. I mean, part of the idea behind Pokemon Home is that they games don't need to connect anymore, though, right? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I I would argue against that a little bit just because you don't have item transfers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's part of the deal. So you can't always have Custap Berry at the beginning of a Diamond Pearl meta, right? I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that you I mean, specifically for like the idea of Mega Evolution, like you can't trade Mega Stones that way. Right. And so you're essentially log- locking certain forms to a certain mm-hmm. place. I mean, yeah, I and that's feel the like point. from an item standpoint, why wouldn't they just make it like a mega stone going forward? I feel like that would be more easy to use. A mega stone, just like an like, individual just, mega stone? Just, I, like because then you don't know what can mega evolve Like, why have all of the individual, like, that's like 60 items if they bring it back. Okay, because the marble looks really cool, P-Mickey. That is the, that is the one answer. The, uh, the-, <laughs> the marble looks really cool, and it's color It requires the players to understand what Pokemon get megas to. Also, I don't like, honestly, my answer to why that's a bad idea is Charizard. That's true. Because at you, that point, yeah, at that point, you could legitimately just be like, let's make evolve Charizard. And then you get to choose which one you want to go into. <laughs> could you imagine having that as an option? That sounds spooky, man. We're already we're like Dynamax already got crushed in smoke on. Uh, yeah. Because it was just like too many, too many choices. I I think if you could just make Charizard go whichever Charizard form you want to go is a terrible idea. This is probably accurate. I mean, given it should be obvious from Team Preview which one they want, but I get your point. I mean, that was the Let's Go meta too. So that was the Let's Go meta. That's true. But the Let's Go, okay, hot take. Let's Go meta was <laughs> trash. But there was a meta. I mean, I don't disagree. It was trash. I, it happened. No, it happened. P Mickey. There, people played it. People tried to make it happen. People really tried to make it happen. There was a candy was version a and a not candy version. and I don't like anything about what you're saying. Uh, Mega Alakazam was very good. Shocking. Shocking. When we did the Puckle tournament, uh, Kanto versus the world, I remember specifically talking to Geo, and he's like, I think I'm going to go Kanto. And I go, okay, then these are the Pokemon you should run. He's like, that's exactly what I was thinking. And I'm like, I'm like, he's, he's just like, those are all very good, though. And I'm just like, he's like, how did you know that? Like, right off the top of your head. And I'm just like... Because those are the top Pokemon in the Kanto, in the Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee meta. <laughs> and I'm just like, literally just run the Pikachu, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee meta, and you'll, that's like the best of Kanto. What were some of the other ones that were in there? I wish I had done that tournament. I forgot about it when it was happening. But I'm not surprised to hear Alkazam is really good. I figure. I mean, well, because they ended up banning Melmetal, I believe. And so. Melmetal wasn't available. So, yeah. And so Pretty. they, so they like Mewtwo and Mew and Melmetal all got banned, and so then everybody else was in, and it was just regular. I mean, you just choose those Pokemon, you've got the best of Kanto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, it was weird. Uh, <laughs> it was like Rhydon. I'm, I'm more upset that people have recently brought to my attention that that game on the Switch had a 60 minute timer. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that got brought up recently. That's brutal. It had 60. It has a 60 minute timer, so I can't use the argument of oh, it's Nintendo's fault. Nope. It's, it's a game freak decision at this point. That's their way of that's their way of stopping smoke on on cart. I don't know why they stopped it. I don't know why they would do that. 
because they really, really wanted to push their cart format, which is good on its own. It didn't need to, you didn't need to like hinder another format. Like their cart format, like especially VGC is actually really, really good. And the idea of rental teams makes it so accessible. I, I think the idea of rental teams, I think the idea of rental teams and the idea that their own ladder is that format mm-hmm. is good enough. I think that I think the biggest problem, and I will argue this to the day I die, is that if I had a friend that I was going through the game with as a child, like let's say I'm 10 years old, I'm playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, and my best friend is also playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, and we've got our teams, and we're just like, you know what, let's battle each other, right? Mm-hmm. And th- we would have a problem with our 6v6, pro- 6v6 match with our in-game teams getting the battle done within the timer limit. Uh, probably not because it's just no, no. Offense. You do, you do. No, so I've talked to uh, I've talked to people who have tried this. Okay, and they've had issues. So it, it's it's legitimately an issue in my mind. It's a, it's an issue, but I I could always be wrong. <laughs> I could always maybe be wrong. Day. Yeah, maybe one day we'll see. All right, but yep, this is a uh, this is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, I think twenty twenty the 25th anniversary of Pokemon is going to be rather exciting. I'm more excited for the 26th, I think, just to see what's confirmed. This is true. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, fe- end of February is going to be exciting. Uh, end of February will be exciting. I think that will be the next major news dump. So we've got, like, what, six weeks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might get a little more inklings, like, a little more, like, teases about um, Snap, just because we may not get, like, a focus piece at the mm-hmm. 25th yeah. anniversary. I'm uh, kind yeah. of interested to see what they do with the musicians as well. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They have, like, Katy Perry. Well, it came out that there's, like, 11 artists on that track with 11 original songs. So it, Oh, wow. Like, yeah, Katy Perry's the headliner, but uh, I, I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what she's going to do with that. I am, too. Like, <laughs> they're they're hyping it up, and it's going to be for, like, one song called Electric or something, and it's going to be dumb. I think she's an okay music artist, so I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I'm surprised. It's, like, a bigger name than I expected. I'll say yes. that much. It's a bigger yes. name than I expected. Mm-hmm. All right. But on that note, uh, I think this is a good place to stop. We're going to take a short break here, guys, and we're going to come right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 346, Cradily, the Barnacle Pokemon. It has short legs and can't walk very fast, but its neck and tentacles can extend to over three times their usual length to nab distant prey. All right. Can confirm, it does not walk very fast when it follows you in the game. It's very sad. Uh, so Cradily's okay-ish. It's got a base speed of 43. So Trick Room, I guess. Uh, and then you've got a base HP of 86. Okay. A base defense of 97. Okay. Uh, base special defense of 107. Okay. Base special attack 81. Okay. Base attack 81. Okay. Uh, like, like none, none about this is, extre- this is like screaming to me like exciting. Right. Uh, and it, but it's just like, yeah, it's probably bulky and a little bit annoying. It's a unique typing. It's got like. It, it is. It is rock grass. I do not know any other rock grass types. It also gets the ability Suction Cups, which you never use. You inse- instead use Storm Drain. It's hidden ability uh, because that's how you increase its special attack. And that's uh, what I believe the Cradily... Oh, it's Shiny's not bad, though, either. It got worse, though, like all Shinies. But it's a little sunburnt. Sprite-based Shinies look so much more vibrant than when they get converted to 3D, and it makes me sad. It makes me sad. All right, though. But let's 
Let's go ahead and uh, break down to this team that Sigma's got for BSS. Uh, I'll let you lead with your Cradley and your and whatever yeah. else you want to lead with it. Uh, this week's a singles team. It is all Hoenn Pokemon too. So fun times. It's all. Ho- I didn't notice that. Oh my gosh, you're oh. right. <laughs> but anyways, we'll start off with Cradley holding that Power Herb with the Storm Drain ability, max HP, max Special Attack, and a little point in defense there. Modest nature. We are running the Meteor Beam. Standard thing on fossils and ultra beasts nowadays. Yes. <laughs> Energy ball, earth power, and recover. I'm still really happy that Meteor Beam is a move only because it allows other things to have power herb shenanigans that aren't named Arceus. Yes. Or Xerneas. Yes, I, I am I'm down for this. I love running Nihiligo, so uh Gradily is also fun to see with the Meteor Beam. Mm-hmm. It just makes a lot of things viable. Yeah. Uh viable is not the word I would use, but it makes them fun. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just just wait for next week's team. Next week's team's really fun. But <laughs> I don't want to look. look. It doesn't have a meteor beam, I don't think, on it, though. It's a little sad. But uh, anyways, our uh, second member here is our Gardevoir with a Focus Sash and the Trace ability. Max HP, max special attack, quiet nature with Trick Room is our highlight force here. It lets Cradley kind of destroy things. Uh, also another member of the team. Hypnosis, because you were a Gardevoir. Uh, Shadow Sneak and Misty Explosion. I do like that Trick Room is viable in singles when you play BSS as opposed to something like uh, Smogon OU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Smogon OU, I think the most I've ever seen Trick Room used was like with Magirna. For yeah, a hot like an minute. individual you, you, by itself to sweep. But, but yeah, but it's like, it's like, hey, this is this one Pokemon to let it sweep. I mean, you'll see how hard Trick Room team every now and again with like Glastrier and Stack Attacka and a little Marowak, but it's not very. I nice. just don't think that works. I don't think that works as well. And and mm-hmm. OU because trick those battles last longer. Yeah, like like it, it's legitimately the reason that I believe uh, that Pokemon really pushes for VGC to be the their format of choice, uh, mostly because they don't want to do a forty turn match and they don't think that's reasonable for tournament play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I agree with them. Logistically, it's a nightmare. I mean, on average, forty turns. There are some hundred turn matches that we don't. Like Seth. About Seth. <laughs> Seth. All right, but yes, continue. P. McGee, you go. Yeah, you um, go so now. this team, we have an additional member for the uh, Trick Room version, which is Torkoal, holding a choice specs. Uh, nearly max HP, 236, 252 special attack, and a little bit in special defense. Uh, zero speed, zero attack. Eruption, because eruption with choice specs is potent. Weather Ball, because once your HP is down a little bit, it's still good to have a good way to do damage. Solar Beam and Earth Power. Uh, so good coverage, hits lots of things very hard. And works really well in the trick room. But if you want to be outside the trick room, we've got a fun little shift tree with a lumberry, chlorophyll, 52 HP, uh, max special attack, 204 speed, and a mild nature. Leaf storm heat wave, very common things for it to have. Uh, much less common is defog. It does a couple of things. It can clear some uh, turn one hazards if someone puts up rocks, but also, and it pairs well with the Gardevoir, it can get a accuracy, or not accuracy, but uh, the ability to hit your opponent a little easier. Um, so when you default- Doesn't them, it get rid of screens now? Them. It does get rid of screens, yeah. And terrain, I think, now, too. Yep, terrain as well. Does it get rid of terrain, too? Yep. Wow, Defog, you got buffed. Yeah, that's why Feeny actually got hurt a little bit by Defog this generation, because Feeny loses its- uh, Missy Terrain when it uses it. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Feeny was too good. Feeny was really good. Feeny was really good. Feeny's still very, very good in VGC, but the defog Feenies of OU aren't as common. And then rounding it out with Shiftry is the great coverage move Dig. Uh, nice way to stall out some Dynamax turns if you want to use it like that. 
Also, it hits uh, Nihiligo. It hits Nihiligo. Ah. That is why we run it. Specifically for Nihiligo. So you'll have to be Nihiligo in the sun, um, and then you can get it with Dig. Although, I would be surprised if it stood in there and took the Dig. But I guess you can go Max Quake. It doesn't know the Dig is coming. You're a special attacker. Yeah. You go big with it. You yeah, you go big. Yeah. And then you click the ground move when it switched in on you. It's That's like, true. Okay. So it's got some tech mm-hmm. to it. And then Lumberry prevents you from getting T-waved or anything like that by, uh, I don't know, can't be by Grimmsnarl because Grimmsnarl can't do anything to you other than attack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can get burned. You can get burned, but you don't care all that much unless they have Nihiligo. Otherwise, Dig's pretty much useless. Uh, so if you, if, you don't, if you don't understand how to use strategy, we've got two more Pokemon uh, that don't require any. <laughs> they just hit hard. First is being Salamence, uh, holding an expert belt. Moxie is its ability. Uh, so you can 252 attack, 252 speed, adamant Salamence with dual wing beat, earthquake, fire fang, and dragon dance. This is just Salamence. Salamence doing Salamence things. I don't know how else to describe that Pokemon. <laughs> uh, it is not doing anything terribly exciting other than being Salamence and just terrorizing. So you can steamroll. So you just lead it and you hope you knock out a couple things and you snowball. Yep. Uh, the other being melodic with competitive and a life orb. Um, with a crazy EV spread that I don't quite understand what the benchmarks are for. Uh, I believe the speed is to outspeed base 100s at minus one when you click the max strike. I believe that. Uh, 68 HP, 28 defense. That Those numbers are there specifically for a reason. Uh, 252 special attack, 4 special defense, and 156 speed, like Sigma said. Uh, modest nature, because you're going big with this boy, and you're going to hydro pump, blizzard, hyper beam, and iron head. What a move set. What is the iron head for? What are you hitting with an iron head that you need physical iron head on a melodic? It's probably a mix between hitting Nihiligos and also buffing your defense stat because Is then- Nihiligo that scary? It steamrolls yes. quickly with Meteor Beam. I mean, it's an ultra beast. Because it gets that one so that plus sense. one speed, plus one special attack, and then if it goes big, it's just really hard to deal with because it sets rocks and then you can't hit its special defense anymore. Have we done Nihilego as the Pokemon of the episode? Yes, yes. and it's been on multiple yeah. teams. It, it does good things. Okay. It's been very reliable. I mean, how do I not remember this? <laughs> like it has Meteor Beam, it powers up its special attack and nukes yep. something. I believe it. It can go big, set up Sandstorm, and buff its special. It's already super high special defense, even higher. Like, that's why you need physical attacks on your special attackers. Yeah. Uh, it's, okay. It's stat okay. distribution outside I of believe you. First defense is really good. Like, it's all 100s outside of defense. Well, yeah, that's what that's what Ultra Beasts are all about. Mm-hmm. They're about extremes. Like, if they're not named Celesteela, mm-hmm. they're all about extremes. Celesteela is, I think, the most, like, middle ground Ultra Beast. Yeah. But the rest of them are just like, yeah, I have two good stats. The Heligos are really, really good, except for defense. Like, everything else is over 100, including HP and special defense. Like, it's just the defense set that sucks. Everything else is scary because it doesn't care about. Well, yeah, because it took it to an extreme. It took it to an extreme. It took it to an extreme. It's like in the 40s. It's like it's like Tangrowth, except mm-hmm. defense. Tangrowth is good. Tangrowth is a good boy. Okay. Until you ice. <laughs> and then Tangrowth is not so good. All right. So if you want to use this team in BSS, you can grab it off our Discord server. You can also watch P. McKee and Claude 9 play with it later this week yeah. on the YouTube channel. All right. You can also catch our streams over there for the Nuzlocke and everything as well over on YouTube. All right. So with that said, we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. Mail. 
And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! And as always, we'll give the Green Tauros badge to anybody that really sparks a good discussion. Though I think at least one of the people that we've talked or reading today has already won it. <laughs> yes. But uh, we got a lot of emails this week. This is going to be the week that we bring in the extended mailbag. Sigma said he's going to force me to. And we're going to make sure we read a bunch of those emails, get them put on YouTube for you guys all to listen to, because there were a lot of good email responses this week. And I really want to make sure that everybody else has a chance to to read them. So let's go ahead and uh, and read these emails. So our first one this week is going to be from Eve. Uh, last week, we asked you guys on the podcast, where would you like to live and what kind of trainer class would you be? So let's uh, let's see where Eve would like to live in the Pokemon world. Hey, beauties. For some nebulous odd reason, the appeal of living on a relaxed tropical island in the middle of nowhere away from everything is like super appealing to me right now. <laughs> Isn't it always appealing? I feel like. So the place I would like to live in the Pokemon world, it would absolutely have to be Alola. And I would definitely be living in Coney Coney because I would be Olivia's trophy wife. If that doesn't count as a class, first off, I guess I also answer the question you asked probably like years ago at this point about what job in the Pokemon world would be. Would be, And second, I guess I'd be a swimmer with one of the cute bikinis from Oraz with the little bow hanging out on the beach with my beloved shiny melodic sounds chill. And I do love swimming like a lot. And as an added bonus, a couple of brunette sprites actually do look just a bit like me. For the full <laughs> fantasy, though, I'd want a pie, pie to tear wait wait oh my gosh i'm saying this wrong and i you two are not the people that will correct me <laughs> in lumios 2 too bad there isn't a pokemon world version of the mediterranean yet yet let's keep that in mind because i'm obsessed and it would be super high on my list of places to live as would southeast asia and south africa sidebar the soundtrack for a game set in any of those places would be insane i bet deducts spanish guitars gamelin sitars Columbus, love it. Much love, Eve. That was that at the end. It was a bunch of words. <laughs> that you did not know how to read and pronounce properly. I took French a lot in high school. I did not learn French in high school. I I learned German, so you sound like you're angry all the time. <laughs> and uh, I did not. I did not learn that. But thank you for that, Eve. I the Mediterranean region would be kind of cool. I I think that might happen. I don't know if we're ever going to get like a Greece, but that would be a really cool setting. You could you imagine something like. Hey, this is like ancient Pokemon civilization stuff is around here. And that would be kind of cool. I would like to go to a point where we're having multiple countries in a region. So Yeah. I I think they should. I think they should shove like multiple countries into one region. I agree with you. I think that would be fun. I I think the Baltic region would be a really good place to do that. Yeah, just like because you have a bunch of those smaller countries. Geographically smaller countries. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh thanks for that, Eve. Really appreciated that. Our next one is going to be from uh, Trainer Nova. And P. McGee, I believe you've got this one. I do. Hey, Puckle Crew. Trainer Unova here. While I don't have a particular place in the Pokemon world that I would like to live in, and I can't decide on one anyways, I did want to mention a very closely related topic, which is perhaps one of the most interesting cities in the Pokemon world. I'm GMing a Vigilante superhero Pokemon role-playing campaign on a Discord server, and while deciding where to set the campaign, we were drawn to Driftvale City, Unova, for its port city warehouses. However, once I started planning the campaign, I was surprised by how much storytelling potential the city has to offer. 
It's a rough and tumble port city where people and commerce come and go. The presence of its mining industry also means not just an industrial vibe that I'm usually a sucker for, but also mazes of abandoned tunnels for adventures to explore. However, things are changing rapidly in the city, and it's found new attention in its mining boom and its hosting of the Pokemon World Tournament. Now, it's not just an industrial city, but a city with an opulent, emerald-roofed hotels and newfound wealth. Not to mention, it has a lot of cool places to set the scenes in. The vibrant gathering places like the, of the Driftvale Marketplace and the Pokemon World Tournament Stadium, the cold storage areas that could hide secrets, and of course, the Drift, Driftvale Drawbridge, where a high-stakes chase on lowering the, the rising bridge over waters would make for an amazing action scene. All of this results in a dynamic city that is full of gathering points, intrigue, and adventure. It's become a really fun world-building and headcanon-making exercise to take place in the Pokemon world. Drawing from research of the New York, New Jersey area and drawn and draw my own experience living in the industrial city of Hamilton, Canada for a brief period of my life and it, and it make, and make it come to life in a role-playing story. I hope this email makes you appreciate this strange city as much as I have. Thank you for reading this weird email. Keeping awesome. Signing off, Trainer Nova. Driftvale City isn't a place I would have thought about a lot, but after uh, her description, I am I am much more intrigued by it. Yes. So uh, I have two two uh, comments about this. One, if you're running a, a superhero campaign in Driftvale City in a Pokemon world, Bryson Man better be your overarching villain. <laughs> yeah, an underutilized character in my in my opinion. Two, I think Drifit like just the region of Unova is very odd to me for a lot of reasons because unlike say like Hoenn and Kanto and Galar and Kalos, it's not based on an entire country or like an entire state, right? It's based on a city. Now, I I would kind of argue that maybe Kanto is more based on just like the Tokyo area than than Kanto itself, like the region of Kanto in Japan. Mm-hmm. But that makes it stranger in and of itself. I would also say that Kanto is not as geographically diverse as uh, as Unova is. I, there's no desert in Kanto, right? There's no there's no yeah. snowing mountain in Kanto. It's just like here's a lot of grass and a lot of roads for you to go travel on, mm-hmm. and that's Kanto. So Kanto Kanto feels okay if I were to just be like, yeah, this is just like the greater Tokyo area. And for Unova, though, it feels very weird to be like, this is just New York City, right? Because you've got stuff like Driftvale, where it's just like, it's a mining port town. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know where that would be in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think same would go for pretty much all of the places there. Like, I, where's Pinwheel Forest in New York? I, maybe Central Park, but that's not close enough to... They, they try to do a Central Park type deal in yeah. Castalia City, which is trying to be Manhattan. And yeah, where the EVs are. Then you've got the desert where a certain pair of buildings used to be, which is, uh, I don't know if that was done on purpose, but it's, uh, it's an interesting, uh, interesting idea. It's just weird in, you know, to be like, this place is so diverse and has quote unquote so much nature for it to be New York city. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause New York city isn't what I would be like. Yes. I can't wait to go through and hike this path in New York city. I want to go to the swamp. The swamp of New York City. <laughs> yeah, the swamp of New York City, right? Yeah, exactly. Like that's not. I don't know. the the whole The whole region's weird to me in that's in that sense. Like outside of Castalia City, I think 
Unova in general confuses me. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, when trying to think of its source material. Uh, that, but that, I mean, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And I mean, I think, I think she's, er, she's absolutely correct in saying that uh, it's a good place to do her uh, GMing. I think it's a really cool concept. I still hope she does Bryson Man as the overarching villain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got one more email today and it's going to be from Tia. Hi, Buckle Biggs. It's Tia again. First, I would like to say that I was super excited that an email I sent in inspired the main topic for an entire episode. As for where I want to live in the Pokemon world, I would like to live in Sutopolis City. It's the Pokemon equivalent of Atlantis, and being surrounded by fresh water and air would be amazing. For my Pokemon class and Origins, I would probably be a Hex Maniac from Pacific Log Town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pacific Log Town is great. Pacific Log Town is the greatest, okay? It's it is. I, I agree. Except for that person who tells you if Mirage Island is there because that person's awful. Actually, keep reading. Keep reading. You're going to lose your mind. <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh, I'm going to be a lunatic who laughs at crystal balls predicting the next time Mirage <laughs> Island shows up. <laughs> I never found Mirage Island. Just I never just did either. In in OG, I think I I don't know if I ever did it. I never had it in original. Never, never got those lychee berries. I'm curious now what the Mirage Island chance in Ruby and Sapphire is in Gen Three. It's got to keep going now. That's where I would get my affinity for water and diving, which will one day be the main reason why I even make it to Sutopolis without drowning. Oh, uh. And my slow bro will help, too. <laughs> Actually, come to think, will a city underwater even get Wi-Fi and 5G? Does the trash and litter people throw in the oceans end up in Sutopolis? Thinking about moving again, Tia. So, Sutopolis isn't underwater. I'd like to make that clear. Sutopolis is not underwater. The entrance is underwater. The entrance is underwater. At least the way you get to it in the game. I'm sure there's, like, a not-underwater entrance to it. But Sutopolis City is not underwater. It is above water. It's just inside the crater of a volcano, of an inactive volcano. So that's just something to consider. Just throwing that out there. In, but, however, the Mirage Island thing, I did look it up. So the way Mirage Island in Gen 3 is calculated is stupid, crazy stupid. So every day, a random number between 0 and six, 65,535 is generated by the game. If this number matches the first two bytes of the person eva- personality value of any Pokemon in the player's party... Then Mirage Island will appear. I don't like this. Well, so consequently, Mirage Island can be made to disappear and reappear for that day by removing and putting back the matching Pokemon in the party. And Mirage Island will disappear at the end of the day, barring the unlikely outcome of two matching numbers being generated in a row. This makes Mirage Island's appearance even rarer than encountering a shiny Pokemon. Although the probability increases with the number of Pokemon the player has. So the odds of you talking to them and uh, activating it is one in 65,536. But if you have five Pokemon in your party with different personality values, mind you, um, this increases to one in 10,923 with your full party. You you can't see the, you can't see your personality values, can you? You cannot, no. Yeah, so like you wouldn't even know. So you could theoretically game it and just keep swapping Pokemon in and out of your party and like talking to him. Um, It's not that exciting anyway. Because you can only get your lychee berry there. You can get your lychee berry and you can 
battle a bunch of wild why not <laughs> it's one of those things you just want to have happen to you once like the, there was um in black and white 2 yes. i never got the whale lord in that water tunnel i never saw it i always mm-hmm. wanted to see the whale lord um so it's just one of those things i wanted to experience and never got to i don't know like i miss things like that where it was just like there's this insanely rare chance for this thing to happen yeah and i i really 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 miss that in pokemon games i mean i understand why they don't but just thinking about being a kid back in the day i would really like to see it on a complete aside i was watching the uh, honest game reviews of these last night i was just cleaning up my 3d printing stations and uh i was i was watching it and they did the ruby and sapphire one and they compared ruby and sapphire to the tokyo drift of pokemon and i (laughs) absolutely agree so uh just throwing that out there (laughs) <laughs> it's a really bad joke and i threw it in with no setup whatsoever but i get the analogy i like the analogy uh i i really like the analogy it is the fast and furious tokyo drift of the pokemon franchise because it has none of the none of the original characters and uh <laughs> and it's not connected whatsoever to the previous one <laughs> uh so it's uh it's pretty funny i like it i like it a lot all right so uh, that is going to be it for the mailbag today. Who do you think should get it? I believe Tia already has the has the Green Taurus badge. We have three people with the badge. Tia is one of them. Yes. Uh, so either we do Trainer Nova or I like we do uh, Eve. You like Nova. I did not expect to think about Drift Vale today. Yeah. I, I'd be okay with it. It was very descriptive imagery of Drift Vale that makes me actually want to go back to the city, which is hard to do because I didn't really get that excited the first time through. So kudos to her. All right. Trainer Nova, you uh, you get it. Uh, you get the uh, you get the thingamajigger, uh, the green Taurus badge. And if you guys want to keep up with us throughout the week, you can do so in uh, in a lot of different ways. First and foremost being come to our Discord server. That's a great way to do it. If you want more Puckle episodes throughout your week, you should check out Puckle Plus, where we do a new show every Thursday of some sort, whether it be a, a trivia rewind where you can revisit some of Puckle's older trivia questions um, or Game Corner, where we talk about new trivia. You could even check out Battlecast and TCG Cast as well over there. So I definitely recommend you do it. You can also follow us on social media to maybe get some more points to win a free copy of Pokemon Snap over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, what's that other one that we always do? Tumblr. And you can also go ahead and uh, help watch some more content over on, on YouTube at youtube.com slash Podcast. Watch a few of us on Twitch over at twitch.tv slash Podcast. And of course, you can help support the show by buying a shirt over at Public, dropping a subscription over at Twitch, or you can even just support us over on Patreon at patreon.com. We do have shiny Pokemon giveaways coming your way, so keep a lookout for that in the next couple of days. Um, other than that, though, I have been your host, Trainer Thatch. I've been Arsic. And I have been TV. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.